Okie dokie. Hello, hello, friends. It's Kristen Jackson coming to you as the host of this amazing podcast, Kristen Conquers. In tonight's episode, I want to talk to you about objections, how we should handle objections, and the uh, five level levels, if I could speak, the five levels of um, objection or whatever you want to call it, the five levels of the hierarchy. That's what it's called. I was like having a brain fart on the word, the hierarchy of objections. Okay. So here's the thing with handling objections, and this is going to be geared towards business, whether that be small business where like you're selling on Etsy or entrepreneurship or network marketing, which is specifically what I'm talking about. But I also have a small business on, um, on Etsy and I, um, I'm also working on some other projects. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing with objections. I think a lot of this are, is around our mindset in regards to selling. Okay. So the whole idea of selling can have like this icky feeling sometimes, right? Like it leaves like a weird taste in your mouth and you're like, it's because you've been cold messaged before by your friend from middle school who you haven't talked to in 10 years. And she sent you a message and she was like, oh my God, Becky, it's been so long. I just want to connect with you again and tell you all about my um, super amazing lip gloss that I have, okay? Or whatever. Insert product here, <laughs> okay? But here's the thing. Not everybody is like that, okay? And we need to transition our mindset around sales from icky to this is a service that we are providing to people. Sales is a service, okay? Are we providing that service? Are we letting our people know that we are here to help them? Are we letting our people people know that we are here to serve them? Are we following up with them? And making it feel like a service. Like the example that I have been, that I've heard before is like, if you go to shop someplace like Louis Vuitton, okay, and maybe you don't, maybe you buy something, maybe you don't, but they ask you some questions like about what you like and what your email is. And if you want to know when they get new stuff and then they email you when they get new stuff that fits into the things that you like. This is the same kind of service we need to provide in our business. Ask some questions. Get to know your people. Provide them the service, okay? Let them know that you care about them as more than just a dollar sign. And I think that's the reason why we get so caught up on feeling like network marketing or direct sales or small business sales, like any type of um, online selling or social media selling, I think that's why we get so hung up on feeling like it's, it's icky and it's salesy is because we're not thinking about it from the perspective of that we are providing a service to people. And I mean, I think that's important. Like who wants to, you want to do business with people who know what you like, who care about you, who check in on you, whether you made a purchase recently or not. I don't, I mean, like I sell trials and when I sell a trial, I take the time to write a thank you note. Um, whenever someone purchases from me, I send them a, a survey and I ask them, what are your favorite flavors? What, like I ask them other things like, what are your favorite kind of flowers? What, tell me about your family. What are your favorite, uh, uh, you know, activities? Like it's a whole thing. Okay. 
because I care about my people and I want them to know that. So when it asks them when their birthday is. So when it's their birthday, I send them a message. Hey, I just want to let you know I was thinking about you today. Happy birthday. Or I could send them a gift in the mail. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just a small gift. But the point is that we need to be providing our people with service and thinking about it in that way. Are we providing service? If we shy away from listening to an offer, like when your friend was like, OMG, we haven't talked in so long. And let me tell you about my business, by the way. Okay, if we shy away from things like that, if that makes us feel icky, then does that mean that we are shying away from making, from giving our offer to other people because we don't want to be seen that way? The difference is going to be that your friend from middle school is not probably, if she's messaging you like that, she's probably not going to be providing you the kind of service that you want to provide to people. Like, If you're in business for yourself, you're in that business because the product is something that you are passionate about, you believe in, you stand behind, and you want to share it with other people. So you care about what happens to them, which means you're going to provide service because you care about them. So instead of thinking about it in an achy way, let's shift our mindset. Let's pivot our mindset, okay? Now, When you start to shift your mindset and get okay with asking for the sale, saying, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested in this, but I just wanted to let you know I'm doing this thing and I think you might like it. So here's what it is. And and you give them your pitch. If they say no, it's probably going to fall into one of five categories. Okay, that's the this is the hierarchy of objections. But some of the objections can be pivoted. Some of the objections, if you dig into them a little bit deeper, you're going to figure out what's really behind them saying no, and you can pivot the conversation to a sale. Sometimes, not every objection should be pivoted, okay? So sometimes you're going to have people who can be pivoted and sometimes you're going to have people who can't. But it's it's up to us to learn to recognize the difference between someone who is skeptical and someone who is negative, okay? And there's a difference, okay? So some of the people that you talk to when you're trying to grow your bid- business and build your following and gain customers, um, some of them are skeptical, Maybe they've heard of something similar before and it didn't work for them or they didn't get good customer service or whatever, or maybe they're just not convinced that that's a thing that actually works, okay? So a skeptical person, you can teach them, right? You can give them the information, teach them and educate them, and they will change their mind. And then they become advocates for life. Once a skeptical person has learned the information they needed to learn to understand and feel comfortable, they're going to be your biggest supporters, your biggest advocates. They're going to buy all the things. They're going to share that they love your product. They are going to be your biggest advocates. Now, on the opposite side of that, there are people who are just negative, okay? Those people, they're just not happy, and that's on them, but they will use it as a way to be negative with you. It doesn't matter how many questions you answer for them. It doesn't matter how much science you provide them. It doesn't matter how much whatever. 
information you give them, they are never going to change their minds. Okay, so it's it's up to us to learn to recognize that and move along. When you find those people who cannot, who don't actually want to learn anything, they just want to be negative and try to tear you down, you have to learn to to uh, say, bye, <laughs> we use the black button, black, 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 okay? Peace out, Girl Scout. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life, right? So, but there are most people who are just skeptics and maybe have some objections and need to be educated. A lot of your, your, these objections are going to fall into one of five categories. So the categories are, I have no time. I have no money. Um, my spouse said no. I'm too afraid. And the last one is shame and self-doubt. And a lot of times that last one, they're not even going to admit that to you. Okay. So first off is the time excuse. Um, when someone gives you the time excuse and you're, this is something that I'm, you can totally use in more ways than one with more than one of these excuses. Say your response to them should be something along the lines of, I totally understand. Can you tell me more about that? Taking the time to have a conversation and figure out why someone is at where they're at, why someone is giving you the objection that they're giving you, is going to be a game changer because nine times out of 10, the 42 other people that have messaged that person and asked them to buy X, Y, and Z thing from them have not pursued the conversation further. They said, no, I don't have any time. And they were like, okay, cool. Bye. Because they weren't about providing service. So we're all busy, right? Like having no time is a is an excuse that you, most of us can use, okay? But when someone says to you, I have no time, and you're, you're thinking this person needs this business in, this, in their life. They need this community. They need this team, whatever it is. You want them to join you. This is where you can say something like, I understand. I built this business on the toilet. Okay. <laughs> so, because listen, when I first joined my business, I still had a full-time job, but I took bathroom breaks and I sent my messages and I commented on posts and I, and I talked to people and that was how I built my business. So, the time excuse can be explained. It can be addressed. Like we can teach people how to get through the time excuse. The next one is the money excuse. This one is one that can be a really sensitive topic. Okay. And unless you're like super, super good friends with this person or really close with them, maybe don't poke the bear on the money topic, but still you could start with, I totally get that. Can you tell me more about that? Maybe they'll tell you, maybe they won't. If they don't, that's okay. If they don't, this is where you can say, cool, I understand. Do you want me to follow up with you later? And always set a follow-up date. Maybe their situation will change. If you are good friends with them or if they do decide that they want to share with you whatever their money issue is, maybe you can ask them if there's things around the house they could sell. Again, this is one of those like sensitive situations. So you don't want to push them too hard, 
But if you know them well, you know what the limit is, right? If you don't know them well, just, you know, be careful with it and always set a follow-up date. Because the the money people, they are interested. They just have to figure out how to prioritize it in their budget, right? They just have to figure out how to make it work financially. The spouse said no, people. <laughs> um, these are the people. Uh, so you was you want to start with, out with, you know, I totally understand why you want to talk to your spouse. Now, here's the thing. I definitely agree that when you're joining a business or you're spending money, like a big amount of money on something, you if you're in a, a solid relationship, you're going to have a conversation with your spouse, right? But I do not believe that our spouses should be able to tell us what to do. It is a joint decision, okay? Like they don't have the be all end all final say. And also I like to say I would rather ask for forgiveness than for permission. <laughs> But here's the thing. The other thing about that is, like, we need to address with people how they ask the question. Like, if they, if they legitimately want to have a conversation with their spouse about spending that kind of money, how are they presenting that, op the opportunity to their spouse? Are they presenting it in a way that is certain and they believe and they're excited about it, which is going to provide the spouse with a certainty and a belief and it excitement. And they will say yes, because they want you to have that, right? But sometimes when we're unsure about something, what we do is we basically sabotage ourselves before we even get started. Before we even finish the conversation with the spouse, we've worded it in such a way that we've basically told ourselves no. And of course, your spouse isn't going to want to put you in that situation because they want to protect you. So instead of saying, so there's this thing that I like, I think I might want to do, and I don't know if it's real, but if it is, it could be really cool, and it might really change our lives, but I'm just not sure. But do you, what do you think? Okay, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Instead, this is something that I found. I'm really excited about it, and I would love your support on this. Or, so I found this business. And I'm super excited about it. And this is how you can support me. Those are some better ways to approach a situation where you're wanting to have a conversation with your spouse before jumping into a business or whatever, some sort of investment, whatever thing like that. Okay. The next one is too afraid. Okay. Okay. I totally understand. How can I make you feel more comfortable? These are people who just need you to answer more questions for them. But the other thing is these people might fall into that category of shame and self-doubt. So have a conversation with them. Ask them, how can, you, how can you help them feel more comfortable? How can I help you? We are in the business of serving people. Once they tell you, then you can address the situation with them. We can use tools like feel, felt, found so we can identify with them. I totally understand how you feel. I definitely was in that position before, but I found out that once I took a leap, once I took a chance on myself, I started to gain so much more energy. I was able to spend more time playing with my kids or whatever, whatever. Okay. These are all tools that we can use to help people recognize that there is something better out there for themselves. And then the last category is the shame and self-doubt category. 
So nine out of 10 people that you talk to are not going to admit that this is why they, they don't want to take a chance. Okay. So here's the thing we just, along with too afraid, we have to let people know that we're there for them. Okay. This, that's just, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, I think in business in general, especially in network marketing or direct sales, we sometimes get it in our heads that it's all about the sale. And really, it's not. It's all about the people that you can help, the service that you can provide, the lives that you can change. And when you take your ego out of it, which is what the sale is, then that's where we're going to see so much more um, traction and so much more growth in our business. So that is what I have for you guys tonight. I hope that you get some value out of this. If you did, please feel free to uh, sub go subscribe to the podcast. It's Kristen Conkers and we are like in eight different platforms. So make sure you're subscribed. Please leave a five-star review. Please take a screenshot and tag me in it. Post it in your Instagram stories or shout me out on TikTok or wherever. I love you guys so, so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen, join in and participate. Y'all are amazing. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye.